You're listening to Sunnyside Up, a B2B podcast that brings together real-world insights to help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we bring you the best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is transforming the way B2B companies go to market by enabling customers to embrace modern digital sales and marketing with a complete end-to-end suite of products. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest in the Sunnyside Up podcast series. I'm Paul Gibson, VP of International at Demandbase, and I'm really looking forward to what I think will be a great episode today. We all know the arrival of COVID has changed the world across industries. And indeed, I've seen for myself the way B2B sales and marketing teams have had to embrace digital technologies to overcome the lack of field events, trade shows and face-to-face meetings. Therefore, I'm really excited that today's guest is one of those experts who's had to understand some of the challenges and opportunities B2B companies have faced in these unusual times and equally been responsible for finding some of the necessary solutions. It's with great pleasure then that I would like to introduce today's special guest, Andy Nyman, a 27-year veteran of the pro-IV industry, having held senior positions in distribution and AV systems integration with brands such as Sony, Sennheiser and NEC. Andy currently works for Music Tribe, owners of some of the most respected brands in the audio world. Welcome, Andy. It's great to have you on this podcast today. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me. Great. So, excellent. Well, Andy, as I set it up at the beginning, we have all experienced massive change in the last couple of years. So I'd love to start by asking you, when you look at B2B businesses, how do you see the world has changed? Well, quite dramatically, if I basically can express my own thoughts here, although it depends really on the industry. So there are some industries which are certainly seen as a winner, you know, so online trading platforms like Amazon, online software delivery platforms, etc. But when it comes to the traditional, more conventional businesses, I think they are really on a losing track right now. So the arrival of COVID-19 has changed a lot. I mean, basically every aspect of life right now. So looking at the private life, you know, we had lockdowns. Our kids needs to be trained at home. You know, there was no way to go to school anymore. Suddenly, relationships were broken when you were out and looking after customers in the face-to-face meetings. Suddenly, it was not possible anymore. And when we were at the beginning of this whole thing, you know, back in March 2020, I decided to sign in a webinar series of a very well-known international agency specialized in pricing and marketing dedicated to decision makers and leaders. And they were talking about resurgent crisis. That means... It follows waves. It will not be over at a certain point in time, but it goes up and down. And this is basically what we see already. So nail it really down. I think some things which are really, really key to a lot of people, how to interact with business partners. You know, certainly, as I mentioned already, relationships can be maintained only online or from a far distance, especially when you act with overseas suppliers. I mean, that is a difficulty on its own. Certainly, everyone has to work from home office to that working processes inside the company and also the way how to communicate. And as you can see every day in the news and the television and the newspapers, it is a massive push for digitalization of all sorts of processes inside and outside of the company. Yeah, that's really interesting you say that. The waves thing is <laughs> certainly hit home. I mean, every time I think we've got over this COVID and everything's opening up, another variant seems to come along and 
And we're all experiencing that uh, remote working situation. So I suppose that all this change throws up lots of challenges and opportunities. And I'd love, if that's okay with you, to explore this further. So maybe we can start with what you see as some of the biggest challenges B2B businesses face today. Yes, of course. At the moment, I'm, I can just speak for Germany, but we see basically on a bi-weekly basis change of measurements, you know, to fight back the pandemic. And we see constantly change, you know. So what was valid one week ago is not meant to be valid in the second week or the next week. So here it becomes really, really difficult to make some proper decisions, you know, and how to plan your business. We see a shift of demand. What was a hot product maybe before the pandemic, suddenly it stopped because it's not relevant anymore. And on the other hand, we see a quick and increasing demand for another product, you know, so the world where I live in is a pro-AV world. Before the pandemic, of course, there was already a stiff increase in the demand of AV systems, you know, so for unified communication systems, etc. But suddenly everyone was in the need to deploy these kind of things. That's good news for the Microsoft, of course, of the world and the Google, but it put especially the hardware manufacturers under pressure, you know, so also observing what is going on in the distribution side of things of traditional laptops, you know, desktop monitors, AV equipment. Suddenly there was such a dramatic increase and they couldn't cope with it for a very long time. But on the other hand, you know, meeting room equipment on its own is not needed anymore because everyone was working from home. So why there is a need for investing in some gear, you know, for face-to-face -face meetings. We also see efficiency, at least it's my experience, efficiency has dropped to a certain extent, you know. So once everyone is working from home and you have to take care on your kids in parallel and discussions are, I mean, what I'm trying to explain is there needs to be a new behavior, you know. You need to follow strict rules, you know, especially if you have an online meeting with a lot of people. You really have to be very strict on who's talking, when talking, etc. And that needs to be trained so that this is not coming overnight. And that is what I'm trying to explain with there is a lack of efficiency. I think it's getting better because, on the other hand, business owners made investments in infrastructure. So it becomes much more reliable and automate a lot of processes, you know, and digitalize them as well. So project management these days is completely virtual, you know, so you're writing tickets, it will be opened by some others, and they can just flash it or flag it as done. That's certainly another way of improvement, but I don't know, and I'm not 100% sure whether this really covers all the inefficiencies we see just by a different way of communicating with each other. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and again, I think we're in this world, uh, there's all these virtual meetings going on. I think maybe 10% of them might go on where someone's not on mute halfway through a conversation. <laughs> so it's something we're all learning from. And I think you're right. I think there are lots of challenges. And as we all know, with challenges comes opportunities. So it'd be really good to now, I suppose, share your insight on you see those challenges. What opportunities do you think you see coming from these changes that are going on? Yeah, one is, of course, in my eyes, focus on innovation, you know, and the question really is, what does innovation really mean? In my perspective, it just means nothing if you say, hi, I have another innovative product, you know, which I'm now bringing to the market. What is key and essential from my point of view to understanding the problems of your customers, your consumers, you know, and as soon as you have figured out what will help them, and I mean really help, you know, in a B2B environment, from my perspective, 
investing in gear or acquiring some stuff that's an investment you know like a handcraftsman is buying a good drilling machine and he's not going to the diy market because you know that falls apart a few seconds later so here i think it's really really crucial to go to the real challenges and problems your customers have and that doesn't mean at all that you have to bring up a new product it could be also on the service side just to say hey listen you know we understood you are now under financial pressure as well maybe because your customer base is falling apart or whatsoever and here we offer some financial services you know maybe leasing or going to extended payment terms or just saying hey you know when you're buying our stuff we make sure it works best at your site you know when it comes to investment goods on the service side it's probably a bit more tricky to find the right balance between you know what needs to be done and what is nice to have and i think what really helps is talking to each other asking the right questions in both directions not just from a supplier and customer relationship point of view just rather looking at the kind of partnership that's one thing what i see very very critical these days let's say customer supplier relationships becoming now networks right so they are more and more integrated in both directions and that offers much more opportunities not just say okay we're going to make our product a little better but also say what do you miss you know and maybe that's very very small things at the end of the day but it's a big thing in the eyes of the customer so here my hint would be sit down with your customers what keeps them awake at night figure out what you and your guys can do to help them out and also starting talking to other industry partners maybe even suppliers or customers or even competitors if necessary just to see okay what can be done together from my perspective speed is key so and not planning and planning and planning but let's get into action mode and get something done test it out whether it's working or not and then if not move on to the next idea and if yes then work out and try out how to make that big and a big success yeah i think that that's a great point and something you said in that little bit there around listening being so important listening to suppliers and customers etc that's a big thing for, i think for all businesses and it's a, it's a real sales tip if, if no one's ever picked up on it i'm sure they have before but i mean for demand base for instance we don't sell technology we solve problems and the way to do that is understand what the problems are with the customer so i think you made some great points there andy and so that's been a really good initial conversation around the challenges that we see and some of the opportunities it throws up do you have any thoughts around how you think businesses or what businesses can do to overcome some of these challenges and make the most of those opportunities we see today? Yes, of course. From my point of view, the most important thing is stay flexible and creative, you know? I mean, business planning is becoming a nightmare. You have a lot of things to consider, you know? So on one hand, what we discussed earlier, the shift of demand from one product to another, you maybe you have also to engage with new breed of customers that you haven't met before and how to do that these days you know just virtual for example is a bit something to experiment on and that means also when you are working in large companies you usually have a proper planning process in place right so there will be targets set by the c level or some other leaders in the company and then say okay what do we do to make that happen and to realize them I would say stay flexible especially with a focus on liquidity please think in scenarios you know so worse the real scenario and the best scenario and then always monitor what is going on to say okay now it's time to trigger some actions to keep our bottom line in a health position 
you know, maybe say, okay, now it's time to talk about some staff adjustments or little investments or lowering investments in that area and just improving on the other side. So that is, from my perspective, key point. And as I mentioned, also focus on liquidity, because when you suddenly have an opportunity, you need to be able to grasp them, you know, throw some money in and see what is coming out of that. And if that is a good result, then make sure that you can scale this up. I mean, this is certainly something which is not valid for each and every industry, but, you know, I'm working since ages with hardware manufacturers, which is a strong focus on software as well these days, but we all have to experience now shortages of raw materials, you know, not just due to logistic problems, you know, that the containers are not available, but also chip shortages, you know, and that means if you don't have the heart of an electronic device, you cannot make it, right? And here... I think if on the spot market suddenly a larger batch of the product you need is available, but maybe at a higher price, then you need to have really the money to go after it and just secure it, you know, at no matter cost, for example. Another thing is being creative. That means, as I mentioned earlier, there are some broken processes. If you basically acquire a lot of business, you know, through fairs and exhibitions, this doesn't work these days anymore. Of course, a lot of Events turned hybrid or at least virtual to a certain extent. I believe this is not the same, you know. So my experience is if you have a good network of customers, you just can call them, they return the call, you have a good conversation, you can acquire some business. But in many cases, it's really, really difficult to acquire new customers, new potential customers. So the message really is it works good with the existing customer base, but if you are depending on growing your business and by acquiring new customers, I think that becomes really, really a tough challenge to overcome. From my point of view, that's basically leading me to the next point I want to bring on that is built competency in digital marketing processes or other, let's say in general, digitalization at all, right? Because it's so essential these days that you get use of the system, uh, your stuff is getting used to the system, which are available as well. And one hint from my side as well is focus on fast decision making. So if you have a hierarchical organization, that means it slows down decision making, you know. So you as a leader or a business owner, you need to bring down decision making to the lowest possible level, maybe with some rules in the back, you know, that some people will not overshoot themselves a little bit. But these days, I think speed is of essence to gain a competitive advantage over the other. and especially. I have made some really, really good experience in the past years giving trust to all employees and team members and saying, listen, you know, this is not my task, it's your task. You know, stick your heads together, find a solution in a proper creative way and then come back. If you need me to give it a go, I will give it a go or I will challenge that a little bit. But I think here speed is really of essence to survive in the next at least months to come from my perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point to finish on. I think in, in sales as well, I think decision making is, you know, the faster we can get. If, no one wants a no, right? But if you're going to get a no, let's get it quickly rather than than spending a lot of time thinking there's an opportunity when there isn't. So I think it's really that's a really important point you made there. And that chip shortage, we hear a lot about that. Is that solved now or is it still an ongoing issue? Well, I think it's still an ongoing issue and it will be there for quite some time. So this is something which is not easy to overcome because if you look into the news, what is being communicated here and there, that is a problem I think that will accompany us for the next, 
I would even say one year at least, or even more. Right. Yeah. One of the many challenges and a very specific to your interest, industry as well. So hopefully it gets solved. This is great stuff, Annie. And I suppose if we can switch it slightly, when you think about sales and marketing specifically, what do you feel the most important in, in the B2B environments today that we should be considering? Yeah. What is the most resource, or let's say the thing what we lack all of us is basically attention, right? So how can you bring yourself, your company into the position that you are relevant to your customers in the communication, also into when it comes to onboarding of new customers? I mean, looking into my LinkedIn account, I receive every week tons of emails and contacts. You know, we have a great automation tool here. We have something great marketing initiative over there where we can enlarge your crowd and your customer base, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, from my perspective, it all starts with the core message, right? So what is your mission? What do you stand for? What are you going to do different compared to your competitors? And is that really of essence for your customers? You know, you should ask yourself that questions. And once you have found an answer to that, which is not a hundred words long, then you can start, you know, working out your communication strategy, you know, finding the right content from uh, you, maybe also making some videos, some blogs, whatsoever. It's all about staying relevant to your crowd. That's, from my point of view, the most important thing. And once you have found that and it's getting attention, then it's even getting viral already. Or you have then the mythology in place, you know, working with some agencies to make that big. But I think, from my perspective, there is a lack of, let's say, people helping you on drilling down to the real essence of what your product, your company is about, and then just making it big. So we see a lot of very broad messaging. So when I look up what's going on in the market, especially in the software side, it seems everyone can do everything. But is that really the case? I have some doubts, to be honest. And I made the experience over the last 20 years that the more you can drill that down to what it really means and what this helps to solve some problems on a customer side, the better it is and the more clear you can communicate that and easy to understand from the other side, the better it is. And then once you found that out, then you can spread the word by the help of some cool algorithms from LinkedIn, Facebook, whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really critical point you raise there. And it's interesting, we have our own mission statement as a business and we have regular town halls and, and internal meetings. And the CEO always, CEO always starts by reiterating our mission statement. And I think that's really important because it gets it ingrained into the business. So whether you're speaking to customers, whether you're talking internally, you've got that mission statement in your head. And I think you hit a really good point there. Love this conversation today, and I think we're approaching time on our podcast, but I'm, I'm sure there's plenty that we could revisit, and maybe we'll do a future podcast as well. But if we summed up everything we've talked about today, would you be able to leave us with maybe a few hints and tips you could share with business owners and leaders who may be listening to this podcast today on how they can make the best out of the circumstances we find ourselves in today? Yes, of course. And thank you for asking. One important thing I mentioned that a little bit before, you know, but stay flexible, you know, make sure that you, your staff, your crew, also from a financial point of view, are flexible enough to grab the opportunities and also to react quickly to the constantly changing environments, right? And the second thing I would like to highlight again is really focusing on the communication side. Make it really comprehensible, easy to understand, and really nail it down that you can help this particular problem. That would be, from my point of view, the most important takeaways. 
Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, and I really appreciate that. Andy, thank you so much for your time today. I think it's been really insightful to get your views and some recommendations there. And as I say, I think there's plenty more for us to dig into. So I'm sure we will be revisiting you and and trying to get you on future podcasts. But for now, I'd like to thank you for your time today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been uh, the Sunnyside Up podcast, latest in the series. Plenty more to come. And appreciate everyone for listening today. And again, Andy, thanks very much for your time. Good luck. And I look forward to seeing the chip situation resolve itself shortly. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demand Based TV. 